This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. There are so many things that we just have in our mind and we assume that they're correct because we've heard them a hundred thousand times. We got to get rid of all those myths. If you've done a great job saving, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish when you use the right strategies. Most people just aren't aware of them. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. The people that have sacrificed opportunities to spend money, they sacrificed by putting the money in that 401k. They've sacrificed by putting that money in a 529 college plan for their grandkids. Those types of sacrifices should go rewarded in the long run. John is here to help you find solutions for your retirement. There is a lot to cover when it comes to figuring out our financial futures. And for a lot of people, it really does go back to the market investments, right? That's, I feel like when it comes to saving, everybody says start saving and then you diversify. Forever and ever I was taught diversifying means you have lots of different kinds of stocks. You've got your Home Depot, your Johnson & Johnson, your Coca-Cola, sure. your Apple. Well, then we enter into the 21st century and we are living in the tech sector of the world, right? That's just of what course. everybody's invested in year after year for the last 10 years. However... What we have seen in the last 18 months or so is the slowdown around that tech sector that is really wreaking havoc on our investments, on the economy. And it's even going all the way back to these companies cutting back on their biggest expenses, which is, of course, the people that they employ. I mean, John, you've seen some of these layoff numbers that have been coming out of California lately, haven't you? You know, it's kind of nuts. And I was just quiet there for a second because I was looking at the type of employers that we have here. Yeah. But guys, if you look at some of these statistics that have come out lately, and, and, and remember, we've been told or not told by the administration that we've been in a recession for a while. Mm-hmm. But if you look at some of these numbers here recently, just recently, Microsoft is going to lay off 10,000 workers. Mm-hmm. Google is going to lay off 12,000 workers. Amazon 18,000 employees. Amazon's laying off mm-hmm. Facebook slash Meta, whatever we want to call it. The Zuckerberg company, mm-hmm. 11,000 people and Salesforce, 8,000 people. Guys, I don't think this is necessarily the tip of the iceberg, but I don't think that they're done firing people yet. So when you think about these are companies that had done really, really well. They did unbelievably well. Not just well, but for a long time. It was yes, like, they did. what do you do when you want to start investing? Well, buy yourself some Apple, buy some micro, right? right? Like that's what Absolutely. we've done for the past 20 years. And that's what they've told us. But this yeah. is a, two major things to understand here. Number okay. one, this is what happens with any market cycle, right? It goes up until it doesn't. And what goes up must come down. And so we see this situation where these companies, I'm not saying they're going to stay down for a long period of time. I have no idea. But I do know that their numbers are not working out with that many employees. And let's put things in perspective. So if you look at how many Ford employees are in the Louisville area, Mm -hmm. 12,000. So basically, Google is laying off as many employees as Ford has in the entire Kentucky area. Guys, that's a huge number. If you look at UPS, UPS has about, at least for the number I found, about 24,000 employees. Mm -hmm. So when you look at Google and Amazon, they're laying off 30,000. That's more than every UPS person that works in this area. And we're a UPS hub facility area. So guys, when you look at that, is that a big number of layoffs? Of course. And it comes down to one simple thing, market cycles. What goes up must come down. And although they have done well, up until now, or at least the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. The question is, are they going to keep doing well 
going forward. Now, in my personal opinion, I think all these companies have a lot that they can do, not just for themselves, but to enhance our lives. And they have tons of money available, but they're going through a cycle. Now, how long could the cycle last? Well, here's my fear. My cycle fear is that what happens if Microsoft and Google and Amazon and all these companies, what if it takes them about four or five or six years to figure things out to start moving up again? Mm -hmm. Let's compare that to when we think we might want to retire or if we're already retired. If we owned any of these companies, and by the way, you would own all of these companies if you owned an S&P 500 fund. Mm -hmm. So if you just owned a mutual fund that invested in the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, you own the majority of these companies. Now, what happens if it takes them three or four or five years to get their footing? How on earth do we have enough money to give ourselves income in retirement if it takes them that long to figure it out? And I had a guy that asked me the other week, and so Heather, it reminds me of a story. Mm -hmm. So I had a gentleman that he came in and he said, John, I feel like I've done a really good job, but I'm at the point to where I've just retired. I've retired in the last nine months, and I'm at a point to where I just don't know if I have the resources necessary to stay retired. And I was just very honest. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I'm flattered that you would give us a thought, but let's talk about that. How do you mean? You've done a great job. And by the way, he and his wife had saved almost amassed almost $3 million, $2.8 wow, million. Wow. And he's saying, I don't know if I have enough to stay retired. Please. Well, his, yeah, I mean, and his point was, is like, you know, I, I have money, but yeah. I don't know if I have the faculties. I don't know if I have the resources. I don't know if I understand the things that I need to know so that I don't squander this. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, great observation. I'm glad you did that. But why did you do it? He said, because... In the past year, I've lost a million dollars. I'm down about 22, 23% over the last year. I used to have almost 4 million and now I have a little less than 3 million. And he goes, and I've realized is that most of his upswing, ladies and gentlemen, was because of the S&P 500 and companies exactly like Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Salesforce, Apple. And his question was, I don't know where they are in the market cycle. And I thought, what an epiphany. This gentleman realized he's got tons of money. Is he realistically going to be fine in his retirement? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. But what he's realizing is, is the same thing that I worry about. What happens if what got us here that amassed that big old pile of money? What if that is not the racehorse that comes across the finish line when we need it to? What if it doesn't win? That's fine. What if it comes in second or third? But what if it doesn't finish. And I think that was his concern. He said, because all the way up until now, we've just been growing the money. Mm-hmm. But now, John, we do want to travel. We want to have a lake house. We want to give money to our grandkids. We want to give money to our church. And all of these are expenditures that we used to do with income. And now we've retired. We don't have the income. Mm-hmm. How can we turn this $2.8 million into an income that no matter how long we live, because I think they were 60, don't quote me exactly, 66 to 68 years old, okay. somewhere in that range. Yep. Their whole point was we will probably last, at least one of us will last at least till we're 91 or 92. Yeah. We need this money to last for nearly 30 years. And what we've realized is we've lost nearly 22% in one year. We're very uncomfortable. Sure. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the biggest difference. So let's assume that what got us to this point may not be the most attractive way to hold on to the money and derive an income stream. This is one of the most important parts about where we are in our lives. I agree with this gentleman. 
he didn't need necessarily my firm or any firm to help him grow this pile of money. Mm-hmm. But it is very common that if you've done a great job amassing money, how you distribute it is very, very, very different. It's an actual, it's a different version of economics. It's called distribution economics. Right. Having the money last is like being a pension fund manager. A pension fund manager instead of a money hoarder or a money <laughs> grower. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. easy if you've got a Microsoft or a Google. If they just do their thing, sweet, you made money. But what happens if they don't do their thing? Or what happens if they do lay off 22 thousand people, but they do it again and they do it again and they don't have enough people to keep growing. How do you derive your money? And this is where it takes someone that understands distribution economics. So in our firm, this is literally what I specifically focus on. I specifically went back to Cornell University in Ithaca, New York to do one thing and one thing alone, to understand financial management when it came to how do we pick at that big old pile of money so that it never runs out. And not only that, how can we be efficient when it comes to taxation so that we keep that money, not Uncle Sam. And on top of that, if we do have money left, how can we ensure that it's there for our surviving spouse? Mm -hmm. And then in the future for our kids and grandkids, right? And those are very different things that most of us have done because we were never trained as pension fund managers. Maybe we were great stewards of growing the money. We could actually spot those great opportunities. Maybe you're like the Jim Cramer of the retirement (laughs) world where, man, I think that Amazon's going to be good or I think that Tesla is going to be awesome or I think that Google or Apple or any of these companies, they're going to do good. The question is, though, when they mature, when that market cycle changes, which is yeah. where I think we are right now, yeah. how do you make sure the money lasts in income without being dinged by Uncle Sam, without being dinged by that market cycle, without being dinged by all of the things that we don't know? And guys, this is where I think that most of us can use a second opinion. So this couple that came in, Mm -hmm. we showed them exactly our thought process. We want to keep the majority of those awesome investments that are taxable in the same spot because we do not want to change their taxable issues. But there are so many dollars that they were not using to provide an income that we can not only do tax efficiently over time, Heather, we can maneuver this money to create a tax free income stream that for this couple, we figure is going to save them a little over $600,000 in retirement simply by simply understanding the distribution rules and how to do what we call bracket management, managing your tax bracket so that we can distribute that money so that you can enjoy it. You can spend it or you can gift it to the next generation. It won't go to Uncle Sam, at least based on the current tax laws. So if you want that second opinion on how do you go from, yes, doing an awesome job, being the, 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 the captain and the steward of your finances to understanding how do you get the second opinion to find out if you're at the right spot in this phase of life, that's what we're here for today. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. Jagan Capital Link is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Jagan Capital Link is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. Jagan Capital Link is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.